What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sowing the seeds of cannabis and sounding the praise of our favorite plants, it's time to Hemp Resent. Our radio resident Hempo Sapien, Vivian McPeak, will present a weekly platform for guests and listeners to Hemp Resent about hemp and cannabis from the legal, activist, and reformist route. Let's round up and roll it up for our headmaster of hemp, Vivian McPeak. Welcome to the Hemp Percent Resistance, the weekly radio podcast where you can get your PhD in THC because you don't just want to burn it, you want to learn it. Seeking to defeat the alternative facts of prohibition one interview at a time and advocating for the plant, the whole plant, and nothing but the plant. Join me for a weekly reefer radio rebellion against prohibition as I speak with some of the principal risk takers, movers and shakers, and history makers of the cannabis industry, culture, and reform movement. I'm your host, Vivian McPeak. I'm the executive director of the world's largest annual cannabis policy reform event, the Seattle Hemp Fest, in its 27th year, founded hempfest.org. I'm also the author of the book, Protestable, a 20-year retrospective of Seattle Hemp Fest from AHA Publishing, also found at hempfest.org. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Brad Burge from the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. It has been 80 years since a Swiss chemist named Albert Hoffman tinkered in his laboratory at Sandoz Pharmaceuticals, hoping to create a stimulant when instead he accidentally synthesized lysergic acid diethylamide. While his new substance did elicit a reaction in test animals, it was less than the circulatory system stimulant Hoffman was aiming for. It was not until five years later that Hoffman inadvertently absorbed some of his creation, also called LSD, through his fingertips and discovered that he had stumbled onto a substance with the potential to revolutionize psychology. Within a decade or two, there was great interest in psychedelic substances like LSD and psilocybin mushrooms as possible tools for psychotherapy. In 1960, Sandoz sent a batch of psychedelics to a colorful Harvard psychologist and seeker named Timothy Leary. In the 1960s, counterculture revolution was going in high swing. In a short period of time, LSD experienced a reefer madness degree of bad press and government anti-propaganda. 
Many Americans came to believe acid to be the most dangerous of all illicit drugs, when statistically other illegal drugs actually cause more harm. Within a decade of Tim Leary's tune-in, turn-on, and drop-out proclamation, LSD was illegal in most countries in the world. But now there's renewed interest in the application of psychedelic drugs being administered in microdoses of roughly a tenth of a normal dose, about 10 to 20 micrograms of LSD, for example, every several, several days. The Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, or MAPS, is a membership-based 501c3 organization working to raise awareness and understanding of psychedelic substances. MAPS helps scientists design, fund, and obtain regulatory approval for studies of the safety and effectiveness of a number of controlled substances. Included in MAPS research efforts are MDMA for treatment of post-traumatic stress disorder, or PTSD, LSD and psilocybin for the treatment of anxiety, cluster headaches, and depression associated with end-of-life issues, ibogaine for the treatment of opiate addiction, ayahuasca for the treatment of drug addiction, <clears throat> and PTSD, and medical marijuana for PTSD, and an alternative display of delivery systems for medical marijuana such as vaporizers and water pipes. Bad Brad Burge is the Director of Strategic Communication for MAPS, and he's joined me to strategically communicate with you. Welcome, welcome Brad, to Cannabis Radio. Hey, I'm having, tro so I'm having trouble strategically uh, communicating myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I totally understand the problem. Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies is kind of a mouthful, which is why we <laughs> like to agree with <laughs> I'm, I'm hip. <clears throat> we have so much to cover in such a short time. I just, I have to ask, are you tripping right now, Brad? <laughs> oh, man, man. We're so busy. Not even, mass, I wish I had the time. Not even a little <laughs> microdose to prime the engines, uh, clear out the cobwebs. <laughs> you know, I totally get it. I totally get it. You know, there's, there's a lot of people who are doing that. And I, I personally totally respect people who want to take small doses of psychedelics and they can be more productive at work. But in my experience with LSD and psychedelics, I want to be as far away from a computer screen as possible. Set and so, setting, if, right? For, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Back in the day, I'll be honest, I would take two hits of acid to start the party. But today I take two antacids and I start the heating pad. I'm not sure what happened. Uh, but seriously, though, I, I would not be the person I am today had I not been psychedelicized as a reasonably early age. Psychedelics altered the course of my life and I think uh, enhanced and enriched my life. H how did you initially become interested in psychedelics? Is there a story there? Oh, there's always a story in my experience. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was uh, – um, I, I found LSD in, in college like I think many, many people, many people did and uh, I was not – like a big party goer. I didn't go to raves and it just blows my mind that so many kids these days are uh, first encountering psychedelics in these crazy, uncontrolled, chaotic, loud, distracting, uh, uh, commercialized settings. My first experience with LSD, I took an eight mile walk around the lake at Stanford um, where I was going to school and just spend most of the day enjoying the sunshine and, 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 and the wind. And um, it was just probably the best day I'd, I'd had up to that point. Um, yeah, so, so that was my experience with it, but I know it's not shared by many, many people. Well, what's the primary purpose of the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies, MAPS, and how are you pursuing that purpose? Well, MAPS was uh, founded in 1986, 
um, I was, I was three years old <laughs> and, um, my, my boss, uh, Rick Doblin, um, he founded the organization as a direct response to the criminalization of MDMA, which happened in 1985 and, and like LSD, uh, and like uh, marijuana, um, and a lot of other, these now schedule one drugs, MDMA was used therapeutically um, for um, from the late 1960s through the early 1980s until it became ecstasy and kind of escaped into these party settings and was criminalized. And so uh, it immediately disappeared at that point from legal therapy sessions. And, and, and Rick um, founded MAPS uh, in order to restore MDMA to a place of legitimacy in science and medicine and therapy. And ultimately, ultimately, he wants to become a psychedelic therapist himself. So the last 33 plus years or I guess 33 years of uh, Maps's, Maps's work has been him trying to um, make it possible for him to have the job he wants. You know, founder Rick Doblin spoke about envisioning Maps as someday being a quote nonprofit psychedelic pharmaceutical company. Uh, mm-hmm. While that remains probably more than a vision than reality right now, what what kind of reception does Maps get from mainstream institutions and the representatives? Uh, what, what what kind of vibe do you get when you're dealing with the academic world? Well, uh, we have a lot of ties with the academic world and increasingly ties um, and, and, and support from regulators and policymakers. Um, you know, I won't exaggerate that. Um, there's still a lot of people who are suspicious and have been programmed by, like you were saying, the war on drugs to just believe that the only possible use for psychedelics and cannabis is to abuse them when many people know that's, that's, that's not the case. And also, um, you know, I'm very happy to be able to correct you a little bit is that MAPS is absolutely functioning now uh, as a real live psychedelic pharmaceutical oh, company. Oh, awesome. Um, it's, it's, it's true. It's absolutely true. And that's often how I describe MAPS to people um, who, who don't have experience with psychedelics or cannabis and might be suspicious, um, you know, be, be, because they've been taught to be suspicious. It's just that we don't have an approved drug yet. Our first one is looking likely to be MDMA um, to be used in combination with therapy for the treatment of PTSD, not just in veterans, but in uh, sexual assault survivors and all other people with PTSD. And that's looking like that approval could happen as soon as 2021. That is exciting. Uh, and I take great delight in that error. Uh, in James Hadman's <laughs> book, in James Hanneman's book, The Psychedelic Explorer, there's a passage where Stuart Brand describes an acid trip where he suddenly spatially conceptualized the idea that the earth is round, that everything on earth has a curvature, even the buildings, and that he could intuitively sense the curve. How much do you think of the psychedelic ex- effect is a revealing to us things that are in plain sight all along, a dissolving of illusions that obstruct our vision of that which exists unseen? Uh, that's such a good way to put it. You know, um, in fact, the word psychedelic, um, which um, MAPS is not afraid of, um, you know, it's right there in our long, difficult to pronounce name. Uh, but um, the word psychedelic itself means mind manifesting. So to make uh, things, um, uh, to bring things to our awareness that we weren't previously aware of. Um, and I think that's, that's a great way of thinking about it and whether that's, that's emotional content. So feelings we weren't aware of or, or, or actually knowledge, mental content or psychological content we weren't aware of, or even somatic or bodily content. And in the case of PTSD, of course, that's, that's really, that's really highly relevant when we become aware of how our mind and our body are, are actually very interconnected. And that's kind of the essence of how we're looking at these drugs and therapy. 
So, so there's a concept that rather than taking a substance and it makes you see these things that weren't there, you might be taking a substance that's letting you see things that have always been there. Yeah, absolutely. Deep stuff, Brad. <laughs> hey, it's in the words of our study participants. Our main <laughs> focus right now is, is, uh, is, is moving people through uh, these clinical trials and showing real data. Uh, that uh, demonstrates both uh, effectiveness uh, of, of therapy for psychedelics and cannabis, uh, and then also that they're safe enough to use in therapy. So the data that we're gathering is really intended to upend all of these decades of propaganda from the war on drugs. We have a little over one minute uh, before the first break. I, I would argue that, that, that LSD is maybe the most feared drug of all in society. Uh, yeah, it's pretty and, ironic because it's and it's just not topic. not backed up by the stats. We got about a minute. Absolutely, and it's totally ironic. It's gotten a bad rap. It's one of the least toxic. We've never seen a death from the overuse of LSD. Um, there's been LSD combined with alcohol or LSD combined with other drugs or other things that have led people to the hospital. But LSD's gotten a bad rap, and it was tied to um, it was tied to the countercultural, and it was tied to people that the uh, those in charge, especially in the Nixon and Reagan eras, didn't like in order to criminalize those people and, and, and those groups. Of in, people, in a way, it was bad timing, bad timing societally. At, yeah, we're in a very different place now. Fascinating. Uh, I love this uh, subject. Being an old hippie from the 1960s, Brad Burge is the director of strategic communication for MAPS. The mar- the uh, not, it's actually something that starts with an M that doesn't have marijuana in it on my show. The Multidisciplinary <laughs> Association for Psychedelic Studies. How many times will I say that today? And we're going to take a short pause for the cause. Here, a word from our sponsors and advertisers. Come right back with our second segment. Time to roll out for the people that let us hemp present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Cannabis concentrates have been around for thousands of years. In 19th century America, extracts mixed with other herbs were sold as a miracle cure. Now, Apex Supercritical has elevated the science of extraction into the 21st century. Apex Supercritical is the leader in CO2 extraction, which is the cleanest, safest, and purest way to extract plant oils. ROI in as little as three weeks. Our cost-effective systems are fully automated with an industry-leading three-year warranty. And if we don't have your system in stock. We can build one in as little as four weeks. Bringing CO2 extraction to the masses. Learn more at apeksupercritical.com. Four-week build excludes high production systems. Introducing Blue Moon CBD, straight from the bluegrass of Kentucky. With our special nano emulsion process, you'll not only get the best CBD available, you'll get more of it. Not all CBD is the same. It's your body. It's your choice. Get relief from inflammation, anxiety, and stress. Go to www.bluemoonhemp.com and use code HEMP420 for a 20% discount on your order. Balance your body. Balance your life. Make it Blue Moon CBD. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. 
Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing cannabis radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we're back on Cannabis Radio with Brad Burge. Brad, I think that regular listeners to this show might already know something about the concept of harm reduction, that you know people are going to do substances, and so you want to try to uh, create systems and approaches where you reduce the harm because you're not going to stop them from doing the substance from stop them from doing substances, and then harm reduction can be applied to psychedelics. Can you describe the Zendo project at all? Oh yeah, thanks so much for bringing up the Zendo project. That's great. Um, Zendo project is a project of maps, so um, it's one of the things that we do in addition to our research, uh, and it's part of our public education program. So the Zendo project is. Uh, psychedelic harm reduction or psychedelic peer counseling. Uh, we've also called it psychedelic first aid, uh, which is, um, you know, kind of very descriptive of what it's doing. And we take uh, volunteers and we have devoted staff now to, to various events, Burning Man, Lightning in a Bottle in California, um, Africa Burn in South Africa, Boom Festival, uh, Envision Festival, um, Envision Festivals in Costa Rica, all over the world. And we help out people who are going through difficult psychedelic experiences. So we're there in order to provide a safety net for the people who get separated from their friends or they take too much or they didn't know what they took or um, it brings up some of this unconscious material we were talking about before the break and they aren't prepared for it. Um, So we provide an alternative to them getting either arrested, which is all too common, um, and police don't know what to do with tripping people, um, or hospitalized and sent to the hospital and given some kind of a sedative or a tranquilizer, which, which just, um, it doesn't solve the problem of all this material coming up. It just shoves it back down again and can be psychologically traumatizing in and of itself. So the Zendo project is there with trained people to sit and provide compassionate support for as long as people need. Maybe they need to take a Zendo cannabinoid. (laughs) Sorry. I I couldn't, uh, (laughs) Oh man, harm reduction. Harm reduction applies to so much more than psychedelics out there, too. We, we, we deal with psychedelics and cannabis. That's a lot of the cases that we get is somebody who, you know, went out there and went out to a party and ate a cookie and didn't feel the effects after half an hour. So they ate two more. And then, yeah. of course, 10 minutes later, that, that, that's when it happens. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll tell you that you know, we have 100,000 people come to HempFest every year. And uh, the thing we see the most are the people that they ate too many brownies and they didn't drink anything or – eat anything, start smoking pot, and then ate a couple, and they're like, there's heroin in the brownies. It's like, no, you just, you're not feeling well, but you're not going to die. Um, we know that the Zeno yeah. Project it kind of sounds similar to organizations like Dance Safe, which will test people's mm-hmm. substances for them, right? Um, and it reminds yeah. me a lot of, of the diggers, tri- trip coaches, and the Haight-Ashbury uh, back in the day. <laughs> Mm. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely in that same tradition, um, except now we're working directly with Festival Medical Services and law enforcement, 
personnel, they're, they're, they're often grateful for us. We, we did a training for a group of federal uh, law enforcement officers before Burning Man a couple of years ago, and they were also grateful for the training so they can recognize these difficult experiences. Um, yeah, a long history of, 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 of tradition throughout the counterculture, and now it's becoming kind of less, less countercultural, I'd, I'd say. MAPS has sponsored programs and services at festivals, community events, churches, and schools that provide psychedelic harm reduction education. What kind of things would harm reduction education consist of? Well, um, things that we're already talking about and that people are listening to, I hope, you know, wait for the effects, you know, make sure that you're eating and drinking enough. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's certainly important. Make sure you're taking care of your body. Um, there's, there's the importance of set and setting, which you mentioned before, you know, um, that, that if you're going to be taking an intense drug, you want to be in a place where, um, if you have difficulty, you have support for that, whether it's just a friend there or it's a safe environment or food and water. Um, so it's educating people about that. Um, we released, um, uh, about a year and a half ago, a uh, book called The Manual of Psychedelic Support. Uh, uh, and it's, um, it's actually accessible at zendoproject.org, which you can um, both order a printed version from that so you can get it free online. And that has all sorts of information for how to prepare for psychedelic experiences, how to integrate from difficult ones. Um, and it's, it's primarily intended as a guide for people who are providing psychedelic harm reduction for others. Um, but really that information is useful for, for anybody. Dr. Sue uh, Sisley has, Sisley has been working with uh, MAPS to receive regulatory approval to conduct a study of smoked cannabis for symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder, PTSD, for veterans. Uh, can you talk about that at all? Sue is one of my absolute favorite people, Dr. Sue Sisley. Uh, so Sue is in Phoenix, uh, and she's with the Scottsdale Research Institute, which is in Phoenix, not, not Scottsdale. Um, she's been working with MAPS for... Um, over, well, it, it took us over four years to get approval, um, for, uh, this trial once, once we, um, once we knew that we were going to work with Sue and what the design was going to be, it actually took us 12 years to finally get all of the federal permissions we needed to do it. Uh, now we are, uh, we have full approval for the trial. Uh, it started, um, about a year, about 13 months ago. And, um, as of March 28th, just a few days, I guess last week, we enrolled the 50th of 76 participants. So this is the first ever clinical trial of smoked marijuana for PTSD. Um, and it's, it's this study, this first study is limited to U.S. veterans with PTSD. Um, further trials will include people with PTSD from, from any cause. But for now, we're focused on veterans because of um, all of the, the, the s support that there is relatively for, for more treatments for veterans, although, although there needs to be a lot, a lot more. So there have been other trials of uh, marijuana for PTSD, but they've all been studies of uh, either isolated or synthetic cannabinoids. This is the first time anybody's ever explored uh, smoked marijuana for the treatment of PTSD. I'm just going to go out on a limb and make a prediction <clears throat> that it's going to help. <laughs> um, <laughs> Boy, let me tell you, I've had probably seven or eight vets on the show so far on that particular subject. Uh, pretty exciting future uh, in, in pain management, uh, potentially. Uh, we got uh, a couple more minutes here. You are studying uh, 
the long-term effects of Ibogaine treatment on patients uh, presently undergoing therapy at independent treatment centers in, I think, Mexico, New Zealand. Uh, Am I right? Are those studies revealing anything? Uh, Yeah, those those studies were actually published at the end of last year. Um, It took many years to complete them. Um, They were observational trials. So that meant that we weren't directly administering the Ibogaine to, to people. And Ibogaine, for those who don't know, it's very, very potent psychedelic. It can last 12 hours or 24 hours, 36 hours or more, um, often with very, very intense vision. So it's not a pleasant experience. And Ibogaine is absolutely not. You'd be hard pressed to find it at a party, um, I'll just say. Um, and um, it's, it's, it's being looked at um, as a treatment for opiate abuse, not um, as a replacement therapy. It's not like they're taking Ibogaine every day, but this is just one session. Um, or just two sessions with with ibogaine um, assisted therapy. Uh, so so these these severe opiate addicts go into these treatment centers in countries where it's legal but unregulated. So Mexico and New Zealand are two of those, and they go through the ibogaine treatment, and many of them the results should come out not even craving the opioids anymore, which is amazing for somebody who's been addicted to heroin or other opioids for a long time to come out and just not not even have the cravings, not have the withdrawal. Um, that only lasts for a month or two. Um, so that's a, what we call a window where people can um, change their habits, change their environment, um, and, and do all the work that it takes to end, end an addiction, um, whatever needs to be done. It, it's not like a cure-all, but it could, it could be a way to give addicts a break um, and give them a chance. Um, so those are just observational trials. And um, they're, they're very promising results, and, and we hope to move into some clinical trials or that somebody moves into some clinical trials um, very soon. You're not hallucinating. We are actually speaking to Brad Burge from MAPS, and we're going to hear a quick word from our sponsors and advertisers and come back for our last questions. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. About a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put the big celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is Hemping, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. Business and cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. 
Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber Vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the We're back to Hemp Presents, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back with Brad Burge. Brad, um, the, the cannabis laws can be a real obstacle. Um, can you tell me about the marijuana trials in Phoenix and the issues that you're dealing with there? Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for asking. So um, the, the study started about 13 months ago, and it's taken 13 months to enroll just 50 participants. We need 76. So they all have to be veterans and they all have to be in the Phoenix area for the duration of the trial. Um, we just started a new recruitment website um, at WeCanStudy, um, W-E-C-A-N study.org um, um, that has all the information about it. Um, and the reason it's taken so long is because the number one source of veteran research subjects in the Phoenix area and in most places is through the VA. Uh, now, the uh, uh, previous secretary, uh, Shulkin, who was um, fired or quit, we're not quite sure yet, um, um, has, has left and was not allowing the VA to refer the veteran patients to the trial. So that's significantly slowed enrollment. If it takes too long to enroll uh, all of the subjects we need, we're going to have to take the focus off of veterans and focus on everybody with PTSD, which wouldn't be the end of the world, but it would take the focus off of veterans we really want to be. Um, you know, holding up our obligation to them since we've had so much support from veterans groups, the American Legion, and so on. So hopefully this new VA secretary, Ronnie Jackson, will uh, see through and actually allow the vets to participate. And about 30 seconds, what's the Pineapple Fund? The Pineapple Fund. Okay, so the Pineapple Fund late last year uh, is a um, uh, funding um, organization that was started by an anonymous cryptocurrency millionaire um, who decided to give away $86 million to various charities that they believed in. So this person only goes anonymously by pine. Nobody knows, nobody knows who they are or even what gender they are. Um, but they donated a million dollars to MAPS in Bitcoin late uh, last year or in early January. I can't remember. And then the Pineapple Fund further offered to uh, donate $4 million in matching pledges to MAPS if we were able to raise another $4 million. So just in the last eight weeks, we've been able to raise $8 million uh, for our MDMA-assisted psychotherapy for PTSD research. And we're within half a million dollars now of funding for that, um, for the phase three trials that we're starting in May. That is awesome. Brad Birch from the Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies Maps. Thanks for all your great work, my brother. Happy trails to you, man. Right on. Thanks so much, Vivian. Great talking. Okay. Now I want to get to a weekly feature of Hempersent on CannabisRadio.com. That's the quote of the week, and here it is. Ordinarily, it would take me about 15 minutes to get a hallucination going, but on a few occasions when I smoked some marijuana beforehand, it came very quickly. And that's Richard Feynman theoretical physicist. That includes this hallucinatory installment of Hemp Present on Cannabis Radio. I want to thank Brasco, my hallucin, my hallucination in the control room, all the Cannabis Radio sponsors and advertisers. Join me next week for some more reefer repartee and cannabis confabulation with some special hempo sapien on a journey to justice as we silence the violence, increase the peace of pro- unity in the cannabis community with impunity because... When it comes to prohibition, you got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires a voice, so find yours and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Till then, my friends, stay strong, stand tall, toke it easy, and don't forget to email me at hempresent at gmail.com. The Hempresent theme song, Take Back the Plants, performed by Stickerbush, is sung by a much younger version of myself. 
Turn up the music, maestro, because I am out. Marijuana! The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.